This is the Pubcast. I'm John Loomer. Today we're going to talk about the interconnectedness of a sound online strategy. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to the Pubcast. So, as always, since we're looking at a full episode today, could be 20, 25, 30 minutes. We'll see. See how this goes. I am drinking a beer. And so I'm working on a longboard island lager today. If you've been a long t- long-time listener of the show, probably not the first time you've, you've uh, heard me mention that. The interconnectedness of a sound online strategy. Boy, oh boy, this is something that has been painfully obvious to me lately. And... You know, I think I, I understood it, say, five, six, seven years ago. Um, I've seen the benefits firsthand, but I, you know, I kind of got lazy, kind of uh, took it for granted. And I'm also starting, now, now that's become obvious to me how this is all related, because I see the direct impact, I'm starting to hear more pushback from marketers that... Um, some of this stuff isn't necessary. And so I had assumed it would be uncontroversial. Maybe it's not. But I hear a lot of people pushing back against this concept. And so let, let, let me explain really simply what this means. An interconnectedness of a sound online strategy. You have multiple channels, right? Each promote one another. So this whole, if they build it, if you build it, they will come concept. No, right? And I think everyone really kind of gets that, right? If you create a website and you publish a product, um, you can't just assume people are going to buy it. And if all you do is run Facebook ads to it, your potential is limited. It, it, I mean, it should be obvious, I think. So it's a matter of leveraging the audience that you have, but also building all of your audiences within this network than this, I guess, garden in a way, right? Um, to benefit you long-term. Now, it is a commitment. It takes time. It's not easy. And that might be part of the problem. But also, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, right? Like, I'm not going to tell everybody you, should, you need to use Facebook ads or you need to start a podcast. There are certain things I think are pretty universal. Like, you, should, you better have an email list. You better have a website. You don't necessarily have to have a blog. But uh, beyond that, just find what works for you. Uh, we'll talk more later about how it can be customized to fit your business. But damn it, it works. It really, really works. And I've seen the flip side of it too. So if you don't live by this, you can suffer the consequences as well. All right? I'm going to give you a really simple example it's related to this podcast here after this drink. Cheers. I mean, this is so obvious. And um, I see it every day. That's why I have to talk about it and why I believe in it so much. As, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably realized, realized a little bit of my story here with this show. right? So I mostly abandoned it. And now, it was hugely successful for a few years. I mostly abandoned it uh, during, the, during the past couple. 
And then I recently recommitted in a, in a big, big way um, a couple months ago now. And honestly, it's a we're very close to that two-month anniversary of when I made this a full-on commitment. And the show, the numbers for it, you know, how you measure impact of your podcast, obviously, may be in dispute, and I'm no expert in this stuff. But the stuff that I follow downloads and listens and you know they're all different for different platforms as well but the show's grown really really quickly um and while i'm not quite to where i was 2013 to 14 um man i am i'm getting there i'm really getting there and there are lots of reasons for why that growth because understand i was getting like 1500 downloads a month um during some of these months prior to re-going. Re-going, is that a word? And now we're at, you know, 500 plus downloads a day. Um, Completely different. And, you know, a big part of it, sure, is the frequency of episodes because I'm publishing a new episode every single day, which is a big commitment. Um, It really just takes focus. Because so many of these episodes are just the shots. They're quick and easy. It's these that are a little bit more tough. I've got to set aside time where I can have a beer, right? But I would say the biggest part of the growth has nothing to do with the frequency. I could publish every day for a year and hope for uh, um, traction. But it's the cross-promotion that in my mind, is is obviously the trigger here. So let me walk you through how it works, what my strategy is. And I'll, I'll even number off these channels as we, as we take them off here, um, just all interconnected. So I publish an episode of my podcast. We'll just call that channel one. And even though that goes to a whole bunch of different places, I'm, and we could call those all different channels. We won't, we won't bother to do that. And then write a blog post. And, I, and now this, you may know this, you may not. Um, sometimes I, I do a podcast episode based on a blog post I already wrote. Sometimes I, I publish a, a podcast episode, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn that into a, a blog post. But within the last couple of months, very consistently, the strategy is eventually we're going to have a blog post that's related to that podcast episode. All right, so I write a blog post and embed the episode, okay, at the top of that blog post. So the blog post, my website, channel two. And along those lines of the website, I've also created pubcast.johnloomer.com, which has the, the, all the shows, all, all the episodes there, uh, and, and how you can subscribe and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's still, we'll still call that part of channel two is my website. And then I send an email to my list, and I promote that blog post. Once a week, I do promote the podcast itself as well, but I think it really, to be clear, I think it's the, the promotion of the blog post that's most important here. So that's channel three is my email list. Then the episode goes to my Facebook page as well, right? So Facebook being channel four. I don't even, I don't even do anything. It's just an RSS feed automatically goes. But, of course, I also publish the related blog post to my Facebook page. And yeah, that, you know, my Facebook audience, 
we're in the neighborhood of 200,000 followers now. In terms of, we first of all, we know about organic reach. And we also know that the podcast itself can only go to U.S. and, and mobile. So it's a smaller audience. But And then I turn both of those into ads uh, on Facebook. So we can call that Channel 5. I think the, the paid portion of Facebook, we can call that Channel 5. I promote my blog post again. And I mentioned the blog post because the episode is embedded at the top. Channel 6, I, I, I go to Twitter. I, I usually also promote it to LinkedIn, Channel 7. All right. So the website part of this is really important because what I'm seeing now is that at worst, the website listens are the second most popular way people are listening to my podcast. So for a while there, it looked like Facebook was going to push, um, you know, push up to up to that point. But it's really now Apple Podcasts, web, and then and then Facebook. Um, so it's that the blog post is so important, such an important aspect of this this whole strategy. Now, none of these efforts are particularly hard, right? Yeah, it takes some time to write a blog post. But after that, sending out an email, publishing to Facebook, all all that stuff's easy. But that said, each channel has taken time to build. And of course, look, everyone can't just apply this and get the same results. The impact of each channel, and for me, each channel is going to be different depending on the audience size, depending on the rate of engagement. I know like the publishing a blog post, for example, I'm not necessarily going to get traffic to that blog post or a lot unless I do some stuff, unless I send it to my email list. And that email list took time to grow. Um, so I would say, though, that much of the success of my podcast years ago, and honestly, this this is where... I started to both take it for granted, but almost like minimize the impact of my podcast because I got such crazy traffic to my website and I knew I had a little embed for my podcast there. I'm like, oh, yeah, my numbers are crazy on my podcast, but it's only because it's on my website. And I ended up taking it off my website. It was crazy. What was I doing? But I can really very easily tie the success of this show, especially you know, recent and, and historical, to all these channels working together. All right? I need a drink, and then we'll continue. Cheers. Now, I understand, you know, you got a new, new brand, new company, or a, a brand that just doesn't have much of a social pres- presence or just hasn't committed to, to these uh, specific channels, or... You know, they just might be in a tough industry, whatever. And it can feel like an unfair advantage for a brand where it feels like it has this built-in audience, kind of like I do now. So suggesting this approach for a small brand, a new brand, it can seem cruel. But understand, these audiences, these individual channel, channels weren't always an advantage they weren't always big. You have to commit to it, to each of those channels. It's, it's a process. It's just honestly long process. And I, I know that we all want that quick, quick result, but it takes time. So each channel needs attention, whatever channel that is for you. 
whatever group of channels that is for you. It is a lot. But, you know, I, I used my podcast as the example because it's a really easy one, I think. It's just it's in my face. It's hitting me every day right now how, how these are connected. But know that this is also very clearly tied to revenue, right? So that email list, oh my goodness. If I didn't have that email list, revenue ain't coming. If I didn't have constant traffic to my website, organic, paid, whatever, and a big majority of it's organic, those, those, that revenue is not coming, right? And the podcast too, you, you'll see, you'll, you'll hear. I've got little ads and stuff. I mention products. Send you to my website. It's all interconnected. Real quick. So are you needing a little bit of help with your Facebook advertising? You can actually sign up for a one-on-one with me. So our session will be 45 minutes long, conducted over Zoom. We can share screens. You'll let me know prior to our session what it is that you're doing right now, what you need help with. And I'll give you recommendations for strategies and ideas to do things differently. So this is really best for advertisers who are spending at least a few thousand dollars per month where even the smallest changes can make a big impact. So go to johnlumber.com help to book your session. And PHC Elite members get a big discount. Now, a big reason why this is so important to me now. And this is what happens. When you're a, you're a long hauler, you've been doing this for a while, your peaks and valleys, my mistakes made this obvious to me. So I took these audiences that I created and I built for granted because it seemed like no matter what I did, at a point, no matter what I did, the list would always be there, traffic would always be there, et cetera. I really stopped. There, there was a point in there where I really stopped creating and building, at least at the velocity um, that I was previously. And I assumed really that the traffic would always be there. And I assumed that the email list would always be that large. I stopped writing consistently. I stopped recording my podcast consistently. I stopped doing monthly webinars. I launched fewer training programs. And, and look, we've talked before about why. This, this wasn't a matter of laziness necessarily, right? Um, but if I were to have, do it all over again, I would have done things a lot differently. Because, and this was part of the problem, um, because, you know, I, I did have this built-in advantage with the email list and the website that my organic traffic from Google was, was always insane. It's like, it's always going to be there. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, I don't need to write any more blog posts or that, that often at all. Every day I was getting like ten to 15,000 visitors. And, but slowly over time, and I, the problem was I didn't notice immediately because it was slow. Everything, everything started to take a hit. And part of the reason that everything started to take a hit was because they were interconnected. It's all related. Does it make sense? I hope so. Let's talk about how we can make this work for you here after a quick drink. Cheers. So I want to record this um, because, again, this is something I've, I feel like is pretty obvious to me, but it's largely in response to people who say things like, 
you should ignore Facebook as an organic channel. And Facebook has long had this reputation that you get zero organic reach. Now, keep in mind, it's not that I think that thought that you should ignore Facebook as an organic channel is always a mistake. It does depend. Um, part of it is this, right? Right? Like, if you can get anything, it's good. Um, now, there, there's a limit to how many channels you should be managing at once. Um, and you shouldn't, like, just put up a bunch of garbage. But, like, for me, like, let's, let's say I reach 3,000 people when I publish a blog post to my Facebook page. And maybe I get 100 or so clicks on that. Who cares if that's 1%, 2% organic reach? I mean, that that's still <laughs> that, that many eyeballs I wouldn't have had otherwise, right? So I think there's this whole thought process of being angry about percentages and whatnot and just kind of like protesting. But like even if you had a super small audience, if you reach new people, it's a process, but if you reach new people, it's, it's people that you wouldn't have otherwise reached. It's a balance of cost versus reward, right? I get it. Um, so not so much risk versus reward, but cost versus reward. So how much time are you dedicating to this? How much money are you dedicating to this? And what kind of results are you getting from it? These are all things you have to figure out yourself. So no matter what, when building a channel, look, it takes time. It takes dedication. It takes resources. You'll probably get frustrated in the early going, and it's really, really easy to give up. And you have to decide then which channels are best for you. Because I'm not saying you have to use Facebook organically, but I'm saying you should use multiple, reach people in multiple ways. So think about which channels fit your skill set or the skill set of your team, obviously, right? Or a team that you could hire. And which channels provide potential because your audience is there, or it's just a good fit for your, your type of brand or your, your voice, your, your style. And which channels can you actually commit to and do well? And, I, and the hardest part of this is the slow progress. Please, um, if there's anything my obsessions have taught me it's that, that can be good, it's like, being obsessed helps you see progress, right? You start charting things. You start remembering, okay, where you were a month ago, three months ago, six months ago. And you see that progress, and that's, that's big. That's important. So it can take months. It can take years to get to a point where you feel like, okay, I'm making a real impact. But you have to decide whether that's worth it for you. The main thing, though, is that you know, you don't need to be everywhere. And I'm not everywhere. I'm not going to be a TikTok, TikTok guy. I, you know, I tried to, you know, kind of get into it a little bit. I even created one video. I'm like, this, this is not me at all. And it's just a decision you have to make. And maybe that's a mistake. I don't think I'm going to be an Instagram guy either. You know, maybe I'll be left behind for that. But it's also a matter of not wanting to be spread too thin because I'm spending a lot of time in these other areas. Maybe eventually I'll hire someone to do some of these things, but that's just not the nature of my brand right now. You have to prioritize your time. 
prioritize your money, your resources, where all that's going. And really not based on where people say you should be. You have to figure that out. It's got to be based on what works for you. And again, don't spread yourself too thin. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people do make is the complete opposite of going one channel, two channel, is they try to go 100 channel. And that's not a good idea either. All right. So I think we got one more little thing I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap this up. Cheers. So I hope this helped you. I mean, this is really, I mean, it's part of my overall growth strategy right now. And it's almost like this this rebirth of the of the company. And now that I really truly see that interconnectedness and that value and how my inactivity as well impacts everything, I'm taking a new approach in 2022. I mean, it's a little similar to the way I did things a few years ago, but at the same time, I think way more structured. And like I had never scheduled this, this many blog posts out into the future as I have now. Like I'm into I'm more than a month ahead right now with my blog posts scheduled out. And part of that's because of what I'm doing with the podcast, just as I explained. And of course, even doing podcasts every day, I'm usually 10 days or so scheduled out in advance. Um, but yeah, I'm increasing my frequency and my dedication to this podcast. I'm increasing my publishing schedule on my blog because that consistency's got to be there that that volume without being annoying has got to be there uh, for for Google as well I created a monthly free webinar because I know that that consistency is was important too I, again I took it for granted when I did it before so it's a, a, a regular way of building my email list and it's already going up more than it was previously even though I've always had stuff topped into and I'm increasing my number of paid training programs because, again, got to be obvious, right? But the more podcast listeners I have, the more re- website visitors I have, the more email list subscribers, especially fresh email list subscribers I have, the more customers I will have. It's all connected. It is. It provides a bigger pipeline. Of course, quality is important. Not just quantity, but that's that's the focus here. I, I, I'm getting quality, so you can you can bet that a blog post is coming for this topic as well. And this episode will be embedded at the very top. Last call. So I hope you enjoyed this today and you found this helpful. Um, I hope you feel the energy. That, that's coming from me in, in this because honestly the the more this crystallizes the more obvious it becomes to me when it doesn't seem to be obvious to others I'm going to get more energized to, to tell you like this is the way to do it this is important because not only have I benefited from it I have suffered from not doing it and so I want to help you there And again, make it work for you. Don't do what I do. Do what works for you. Maybe you're a TikTok person, right? So hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, Drop me a line if if you got any questions or any comments, questions, concerns uh, regarding this approach. I'm at john at johnlumber.com. Otherwise, until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.